A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Alice. Hi. Hi. How do I look? <laughs> I like it. So I, um, I shaved some of the my overgrowth of um, essentially what is the hair version of bittersweet on my <laughs> face, and um, the problem is this. Mm-hmm. The problem is this. Guys, can we not make high-pitched noises at the moment? Um, Sid, and I've known this since I was a young man. Mm-hmm. There are not enough hair follicles so to make to have a real man's beard, which is why I have this mess. Guys, can you play elsewhere, please? Do that to somewhere else. Okay, do it somewhere else. Can you? One why minute, is he bullying you? <laughs> so so here's the issue is there are no, not enough hair follicles so we either one throw in the towel and I've always known this there are only enough follicles on my chin here and <laughs> then my neck fat so I can have a good neck fat beard <laughs> um, everyone aspires to that I think so, so the other thing is un- the only chance we have Alice. Okay. Try to then this is um like taking my the skin of my arm and making a pretend <laughs> penis kind of thing. <laughs> or, or or Donald Trump's strategy is I can let the 184 <laughs> white dead trilene 3 pound test line fishing line hairs that I have on my face mm-hmm. get so big that I can they space fill them. In this yes. Space. Exactly. But that's what we're dealing with. Can you set it? Hang on. Sally! Coming through mine. You can just let me know when you need silence because I'll mute it over here or else you'll just come through my mic. 
Okay. Well, yeah. you come through my mic when you mute you too. No, but I can mute both both of us. Oh, right. You can. You have all the power here. <laughs> okay, so that's where we are in the uh, on. I'm not going to say the word beard because I do not have one. I have stuff, and then whatever. It just. I was just looking at. There, there are people listening right now who have actual beards. Who like if they don't shave for three days will have a beard. Yes, beard. because the hair this long, which is like six four mm -hmm. centimeters, they've got many more of them, and so they've got a thick beard. Did not have it. Hmm. It's just not doesn't come with a package. You know, it's it's a wrong. My people aren't a physically blessed people. <laughs> you have hair other places. I have hair other places exactly. So like, a lot of Slavs are very hairless. Is that true? Well, like, Russians. Or You're like, very hairless. Like, the kind of blondy Slavs more right. than, like, the... Uh, there's, you know, different strains, but... Speaking of hairless... The gonna, more kind of Russian-seeming uh, uh, Slavic peoples tend to be kind of, like, not hairy, generally. Mm. I mean, I suppose they're, like, darker strains, too, but, yeah. My man Pootie P doesn't grow a, a beard. True, true. Mm -hmm. Or head hair, or no, right? He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, so. he could if you wanted to. Um, How so do you know? Here's my here's my feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to start with the people I, I've been talking, and we've been talking consistently about the barista unionization movement. Right. And obviously, this is a a play that happens in fantasy land because you know what? There's no such thing as. A barista. There's just people who serve you coffee. Exactly. <laughs> they don't get a special Italian name because they serve coffee. It doesn't, doesn't work. Everything at Starbucks gets a special Italian name. Well, yeah. That's part of the fauna of the place. But <laughs> but, um, but obviously... I used to know people that worked at Starbucks. Did I finish? Did it, did it seem like I was done? Or did it seem like I just began? <laughs> I was just going to add a little color Go here. ahead. You put your little pop, and then I'll call on you. Yes, Alice? <laughs> um, I was just going to add that, so I used to know some people that worked at Starbucks um, in my friend group, and you know how corporations have their, like, lingo that they try and, like, make everybody do? Well, Starbucks's thing was that they wanted to provide legendary service. So that right. was, like, the thing that all the employees had to do. You have to provide legendary service. <laughs> and the fun. person I, mean, I knew who was like a manager who was I had a friend who worked at the Starbucks but because they were working at the Starbucks there were like we were hanging out with some other of the Starbucks mm -hmm. working people and so one of the people was like a Starbucks manager and Whoa. took it like hyper seriously Whoa. about like the legendary service and like all the pieces stuff. of flair yeah, no, was definitely like very into that. So you know, didn't think it was funny when we laughed. Seems like at a the fun hang. Service. So, um, so once again, people from one of the reasons that Starbucks can hire people is that the look and feel of Starbucks is better than a greasy spoon, mm -hmm. and generally, with some exceptions now, you know, better, more sophisticated than than. I mean, it's legendary. The Dunkin' Donuts. So you can the look and feel of Starbucks. Is Dunkin' Donuts, but redesigned by NPR. 
So you right. feel smarter there. And they've fostered this environment. Feel smarter there. They treat you a different way. You know, you're, you're a special person. You're not mm-hmm. just doing coffee. You're a barista. So that way, kids who have spent a lot of money on degrees and then master's degrees don't feel like losers for never matriculating from Starbucks to mm-hmm. elsewhere. Right. Now they should... But Starbucks makes them They've feel like- bought the marketing pitch. Exactly. Let the record show, too, that when we were visited by family that's from Seattle, they were, like, all about how great the Dunkin' Donuts coffee was. Really? And they were, like, into coffee as a thing, and they, like, wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts and drink it black because they said it was, like, such great coffee. Oh, that's interesting. So somebody today gave me crap about Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I like it just fine. It does a job. I use it as coffee. Like I use alcohol as a drug. <laughs> it's not know, designed. It's, you don't need I, it to do anything don't else need much. for you. That is it. <laughs> um, uh, Although, and maybe we should address this on All You Can Eat because this is where this was raised. That is our food podcast, of course, the All You Can Eat podcast, where I was viciously attacked for not liking coffee from the start of the coffee brewing mm-hmm. cycle because I said it was too strong at the beginning and it's bitter. And the other day, what happened to you? People will find out tomorrow on the All You Can Eat podcast. Okay. Well, I'll just say it. so, it's slightly vindicated. So let me... So so that's Starbucks. And there's a Starbucks in West Hartford um, in a nice square. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, this is a nice town, West Hartford. Mm-hmm. A nice area. Very tony. That Starbucks, it attracts the, you know, the height of the master degreed. Been working there 13 years. This is for the elite of Starbucks. Right. Pseudo intellectuals. Uh, they probably bring like well thumbed books of uh, like Yates to work. You know, in the, just so you know that yeah, I could be also writing. I'm I could be. I'm a man of papers. Mm-hmm. I do write. I am. I might even call myself a writer, which I've known people to to have done who have not been published and suck at writing. I could call myself. A, so, but but for now, for the next few hours, I'll write names on cups and pour coffee. But I'm. Much bigger than could this. be much more. You can tell from the book. It's a clean, well-lighted place that that, that it's it's dog-eared to. I'm just going over that again. It's so subtle. So, so, um, so now in we've talked about how they they've decided to be revolutionaries because they've learned from NPR mm-hmm. as Dad drops them off at Starbucks because they're 29 and still have managed to get a license. It's fine uh, that. that unionization is good. So they decide that they're going to be revolutionaries. So they they go to Starbucks and they unionize the Starbucks. Now, this is great because this all happened last year for this Starbucks as well. Now, right. this year, we've seen part of the fallout of it. And this is quite an education. You're going to... This is Channel 3 Eyewitness News in Connecticut. And um, the reporter... I use the term very lightly. The reporter... What is her name again? Is DeAndrea Turner. And the girl from Starbucks is named Erin. We don't get Erin's last name. For some reason, she wants to be kind of... Sort of anonymous. Sort of anonymous. But you get to see Erin. She wants to be on TV. But she has this inking feeling, probably, that she might be a total fool. So she's sort of anonymous. So um, here we go. 
coffee giant Starbucks has several stores on strike across the country. Yeah, and baristas at the location at Corbin's Corner in West Hartford are part of this mm -hmm. massive work stoppage. Seven o'clock this morning, that is the time that workers are coming out to start striking. And right now we're going to be joined by Erin. She's one of the workers here at Starbucks. And she's going to explain a little bit as to why you guys are going on strike this morning. If you can just start by telling me that. Okay, so... Um, Two big things. Starbucks has been taking down pride decorations. Uh, this is the first year that's ever really happened. Alice, question for you. Why is this the first year that's ever really happened? Um, I don't know. Is it the first year they put up pride decorations? No, they've been doing it for five years. Um, What's I don't different know. this year? Their union? Exactly. And so the days of willy-nilly throwing decor up and having management say, green light, those days are over. They, they've locked themselves into a union. Everything is a negotiation. Management isn't going to let them F around anymore. Right. You seriously? Yeah, the days of handing out uh, Aiden's uh, friend free coffee are over. All the fun, the family stuff. When Starbucks decided to play hard, when the employees decided to play hardball, mm -hmm. that was just the beginning of the story. Yeah. Have you ever worked uh, at a company, by the way, where... They're, they make a pitch to employees, like, not to unionize. Yeah. Because I've had that at some of my jobs, like, in the orientation. They're like, why we don't need a union here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. But it is true. Like, it does wreck your relationship with the company. Yeah, and we're going to hear more. Um, but even even the smallest of things, they're um, taking them down, telling them, telling us that we can't have rainbows basically um and no. you might notice that a couple of days ago they actually had a little um corporate show where they raised a pride flag um seemed a little hypocritical but no no, no. their management they can raise a pride flag they can lower it they can put little ones up they can take them down they're allowed to do that now mm -hmm. if these people want to do that too they can come try to come to a collective bargaining agreement. To be allowed to put up pride flags. Exactly. And you're going to have to s submit something as well. You're going to have to And you can continue to pay part of your paycheck to the union bureaucracy that will negotiate about the pride flags on your behalf. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right at the end of Pride Month, they decided to make a little show of support to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, By the way... Well, the big Pride Day comes at the end of Pride Month. As we know, Pride Sunday just happened. <laughs> oh, my God. How far are we? Okay, two more mm -hmm. days of but Pride Month left. We can make it. It's a facade. Yeah, and you and Charles had spoken about that you put those flags By out. The way, so what are her reasons for being upset? Well, there's two big ones. One is that they took our flags. And also, by the way, they're really hypocrites, too. They pretended to like Pride, but they, they did like Pride, so they're not anti-gay, but they waited till the end of the month, too. So where are these... Where's this second huge hammer to fall, by the way? It's that they took your flags, but they seem to be able to do all the Pride stuff they want to do. That's what her problem yeah. is. Welcome to the concept of some people run the company and some other people don't. Right, but they wanted to get to run the company, too. We're a union now. It's our Starbucks. Oh, and for the past six and a half years, you guys have been celebrating Pride every month. This year's the first time that there's been a problem, and you guys retaliated. You kept putting the flags back out, and they kept being... That's a nice word. You guys retaliated. Yep. 
By the way, this reporter... Is not a reporter. She's a person with a microphone who is telling a... Giving a narrative. But she also is misspeaking a lot because she said, like, celebrating Pride Month every month. And she said, you guys retaliated when she means you guys were retaliated against. I don't even know. I don't know. I can't tell you what she means. I think she said that they retaliated because they took the flags down and then they kept bringing them in. Uh-oh. So what happened was, I'll back it up a little bit here. This is this is interesting because this is the, 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 the fog of war. For the past six and a half years, you guys have been celebrating. Okay, I'll get you something really soon. Okay, we'll be down there in a bit. Or ask Sally. That's other choice. Or I can just tell Uncle Jimmy not to send any Robux ever. Do not touch okay, my camera, please. I just fed, fed you chicken, by the way. Okay, don't, don't hey, touch hey, it. Hey, don't touch, don't it. touch the camera, Go downstairs. Please. Can you go downstairs? Sally? Can you help Cyril get something? Child was fed delicious chicken. He did eat his. The other child did not eat his. Uh, here we go. Celebrating Pride every month. This year's the first time that there's been a problem, and you guys retaliated. You kept putting the flags back out, and they kept being taken away. Is that correct? I don't understand. We kept we keep putting them back out, and they keep taking them away. Yeah. It's as if there's no flags allowed or something. Correct. Yeah. Why smallest, smallest of flags? Did smallest they, symbol. Did they give you a reason as to why the they were smallest of flags? Hey, we're willing to work with you. We'll just do small flags. No. We're yeah, the boss. We'll talk to your union rep. Right. File a grievance. Do whatever you guys do while you're getting ripped off by the SEIU. Doing that? Did they speak to you guys about it? Not really. Um, they just told us that they were not appropriate. They didn't give us a reason why it was different from how it was last year. Have now, you- the thing is, last year, before the reunion, they probably, one, they would have let them put the flags up because they had every year. Two, if they had taken them down last year, they probably would have given them a reason. Right. But they're not com- comrades anymore. Right. They, they're not friendly coworkers anymore. They're the opposition inside the building. So they mm-hmm. must be treated as opposition. Right. That's what these tough, union tough guys wanted. They wanted things to change. They wanted an adversarial invi- uh, uh, re- relationship. Relationship, exactly. Thank you. Uh, with management. And so that's what they've got. Right. It, then they assume... Because, you know, he's got his Che Guevara, um, you know, hat, you know, and is speaking, and it's got the, like, a fist of uh, Union Communists, whatever, all their flyers. Mm-hmm. They assume that this ends with them getting to say, yeah, the vote went through, we're in. No, no, no. The other side gets to make their move, too. And they've got lawyers, too. Right. And they're shutting your fund down heard from the main corporation about you know their views on lgbtqia plus they have released notice that some... notice that play yeah the starbucks worker only said lgbtq plus only got seven in there this what the this lgbtqia plus that's right that now when called... she replies she has to add the two s or like something else like a p or something right that deandrea mm-hmm. turner from fox 61 did a a she Woke dumped on her, dunked on her. Information trying to um, tell everyone that they do um, support LGBTQ plus rights. Um, they do offer gender affirming care, I believe, um, through their health insurance. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, Erin, maybe you shouldn't keep talking like this because apparently 
They're not a homophobic place. They're down with LGBT. It's in the package, the benefits package. We're allowed to go to the parade. We have a float. It's like, yeah. So, so what are you saying? This is not the person to be doing this, Aaron. Let yeah, somebody else. Maybe it's not about the LGBTQ plus flags. Right. Maybe it's about it's something a, else. It's a good try. I know that you can't run on being mistreated because you do coffee for a living. But they are not showing. They're not showing any support right now. They're not showing support for our wish to do more pride stuff. For They'll us. pay for your top surgery, but they don't want you to put up the flag at your union workplace. And some other things I know we talked about earlier, the contract negotiations. You guys were looking for a higher wage and things like that. Anything else you want mentioned about those negotiations in terms of your contract? So Starbucks has really only given us... Um, not very solid reasons to not begin negotiating with us. We have not gotten any progress on our contract. Oh, we have no. been um, a union store for over a year now, um, and no progress has been made. You also see that we are missing a sign. We have not had a sign um, in over a year. Uh, this plaza was redone. Everyone else's signs came right back up, and uh, we have a tarp. Yeah. So We have a tarp. Seems like Starbucks is ready to shut down this location. I would say so. You don't know this, young lady, but your location is closed. <laughs> so you're going to have more tarps. We have a tarp. Actually, Isn't the it... contract negotiation, it's like an office space, the guy with the red stapler. Like, yes. The, the actual negotiation is that we're just not going to pay you anything But anymore. also, so what is, so is we have Your a Your new contract is you're not employed here. That's the new contract. It, is we have a tarp? Is that, is that the second awful violation that they're doing to you? First is no flags of any, of any size. Then we have a tarp. Uh, this plaza was redone. Everyone else's signs came right back up. And uh, we have a tarp. We have yeah. a tarp. So. Well, you know what we'll do? is we'll forego the salary hikes this year and get you a real sign. Because you want to be part of the collective, right? Mm-hmm. Along with the company. Right. We have a tarp. Mm-hmm. I think people can see you're the business in the plaza where the over-college, indebted, multi-degreed, Spoiled kids are standing outside wearing communist pride t-shirts, not working. So they know where the Starbucks is. You're the <laughs> only store in that plaza where the people go on strike. The manicurists, yeah. they're all working hard. And let me take a wild guess if the union dues checks are clearing while it's been more than a year that they've been a union shop and they don't have a contract. I'm willing yes. to bet that whatever union they joined is it the SEIU? Are they? I in think that? that's the affiliation. That, yeah, yeah. I bet the checks to the SEIU are going just fine. Absolutely. It doesn't look like they are truly willing to to support our right to to strike and our right to unionize. Okay. All right. Doesn't seem like they're really supporting your right to strike and your right to unionize. Wow, no one no one fools you, Erin. <laughs> My goodness. I'm starting to think they don't want us to be a union. <laughs> Weird. Is it because they're rolling the equipment out of the store and into a truck? <laughs> Is that why you think that? 
Incredible. All right, Aaron, thank you so much. Now, we did reach out to Starbucks. Still have not received a response to them in terms of what they believe about this strike, what they plan to do, if anything about it. Now, the store usually opens at 530 this morning. Obviously, that didn't happen. The store will not be opening here on Corbin's Corner at all today. They do have they some open. cold brew for some of the customers that are coming in and unfortunately not able to get their morning cup of joe. Well, my caller said that they did open. So mm-hmm. they were given... Three minutes and 25 seconds, Aaron was given the, the microphone, uh, the mic. And by the way, when, they, when, when the reporter said, we did reach out to Starbucks, they did not, uh, they declined to speak to us. I'm sure that they just said, you know what you should do? Um, find Aaron and talk to her. I think that she'll probably send a signal to your viewers as to what exactly is happening here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We have a talk. Poor thing. All right. Um, I guess we should hit the blockbuster stuff, right? The um, the Biden stuff. Yeah, sure. That uh, we don't have to. Bri, you can you can do something else. Whatever you want to do. Well, I just wanted to on the note of uh, employee employer relation. I've, you know, I've sucked up too much time. I'm going to let you uh, take the lead. Uh, Business Insider had a piece today. Um, remember quiet quitting. Yes, of course. How quiet quitting was a thing where you just don't do a good job at your job quietly and don't you don't actually quit. But yes, you just but you're, you're not there anymore. <laughs> Back to office space, yes. Well, they have a piece out today called, First There Was Quiet Quitting, Now It's Become Grumpy Staying. Oh. <laughs> Grumpy Staying. Workers are staying in their jobs, but some aren't happy about it. Over the last two years, they might have joined the Great Resignation or just Quiet Quit, But as the job market cools off and more companies issue return to office mandates, some employees may feel compelled to get louder about their dissatisfaction while still keeping their jobs. Take Microsoft. An internal poll obtained by insiders Ashley Stewart found that less than half of surveyed employees would stay with the firm if they got a comparable offer, down from 70% in November. A Microsoft spokesperson disputed the exact numbers but acknowledged that the positive response has indeed fallen. A poll at Salesforce, also obtained by Stewart, found that just 34% of respondents said the firm does a good job of retention, and 37% felt secure in their long-term future there. One area that took a significant dip, just 50% of respondents said there was a climate of trust. Uh, Gallup found in 2023, 59% of employees are quiet quitting and 18% are loud quitting. Loud quitters, as opposed to quiet quitters, are actively disengaged. So this must be like going to the church service and actively not participating. Isn't it interesting, just like with the word barista, that we've had to re... We had to rebrand being an a-hole at work. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Or, or just being a loser. <laughs> right. Welcome to Grumpy Staying, where <laughs> workers don't have the leverage to quit, and some aren't too pleased about staying. Any man who says... Any man over 20, 19 years old who uses the term grumpy staying about what he's doing at work <laughs> needs to be fed into a tree shredder. Workers aren't switching jobs at the breakneck pace they maintain through 2022. Uh, a recent analysis found the number of people quitting has plummeted in 2023. 
And in April, the most recent month with data, the quit rate continued its decline, falling slightly to 2.4%. The slowdown comes after two years of workers enjoying the benefits of a labor shortage, allowing them to negotiate more pay and benefits from employers desperate to hire. Now that the shortage has eased, however, the fundamental structure of our economy hasn't changed. Inflation remains high and people need to work. Skyrocketing pay is slowing down, and just 43% of consumers say jobs are plentiful, a marked decline in the confidence survey. At the same time, job openings edged up a little, but are far from the great resignation heights. Those openings are dominated by blue-collar positions, further proving that blue-collar jobs are holding the economy down. As wages barely keep up with inflation and the prospect of a recession means some workers are fearing layoffs, many have no choice but to keep punching the clock and grumble around the water cooler so this entire story is that some people want to quit their jobs but now the market isn't quite as favorable to white collar workers everybody's not hiring for remote positions and stuff constantly now yeah so now you have to stay at your job which used to just be called life What's wrong, Where with, you have to... what's wrong with Chad? He used to just reflexively replace the water bottle in the uh, water thing. And he's grumpy staying. <laughs> he's here, but he's not here. It's not the same guy we used to know. <laughs> this place is done to him. I think it's the, I think it's the tarp. But imagine Hunt. this whining about just not being able to get another job and quit your job. Fine, I'll stay. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Not happy about being here. Just so you know. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) Don't bother building it. He's grumpy. It's, I, I love stories like that, but I am. I, 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 I like. Is this is this country trying to be the biggest bitch in the planet? Really, like that's the thing that you know what that reminds me. That reminds me. That's a good segue, Alice. Okay. Into what was that piece um, that I had uh, into the Atlantic piece? Okay. Because it all comes from this. Millennials and millennials mostly, but my people too. Um, it all comes from this. If you're grumpy staying, <laughs> you're too, your life is too fruitful and robust and privileged, and you must be a rich person from the United States of America. Because most of the world doesn't have grumpy staying. Most of the world doesn't have staying. Most of the right. world doesn't have anything. Getting the job in the first place. Right. 
So, and it's the same thing with Let's the Starbucks. Let's cultivate gratitude. The, Star, the Starbucks kids who are trying to be important, in lieu of being important, in lieu of just being a coffee server, they're baristas, in lieu of doing something really important out in the world, they're having revolutions mm-hmm. and unionizing where they are. This this other guy who's mentioned in the Starbucks thing has been there for nine years. I'm sure he's got a master's degree. I'm sure he's, uh, what was the degree we talked about yesterday? Applied anthropology. I'm sure he's got one of those too, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this piece in the Atlantic is just freaking fantastic. And this explains all of it. All of it. This is what happens when your country atrophies because there's no real challenges for these people. And they have everything. Because they still, a lot of them live with mommy and daddy still. Or mm-hmm. get money at trust funds. And uh, don't have wanderlust anymore. And they've grown up now having all the things in the world that you can ha- need in a, on their cell phones. They can they can see every fine piece of art on their cell phone. They can see they can listen to every piece of music ever made. They can mm-hmm. look at just about every building ever made. Every street you can walk down virtually with your cell phone. You can see the hottest guys or the hottest girls. You can call one over and order one. You can have her come over and a pizza and booze. Everything is available now. Right. Every funny joke is is documented. You know the you, there's all sorts of educational things out there. It, great moments in history are documented. Every book is available. Everything is available to them. They've and we're not at war as a country, so they have to f around. Right. And that's what it is. And some of them are so atrophied that they've decided that inanimate objects now are threats. This is the paradox at the grocery store. Already, somebody needs to be defenestrated from the eleventh floor for having this read like this. This is by somebody with. Of course, three names. Got to mm-hmm. have three names. This is by Adam Fleming Perry. Petty. Petty. Are you familiar with Adam Petty? No, but I'm looking at it and it says Petty. Fleming. I like Ian Fleming. On a recent afternoon, while running errands before I had to pick up my kids from school, which is not a good sign, I froze in the orange juice aisle of a big box store. <laughs> Why? Was there a mass shooter? Right. Like, I assume there is. Hold on, hold on, Alice. I, I assume there is. Let's let's read on. So many different brands lay before me. Minute Maid, Simply, Tropicana, Dole, Florida's Natural, Sunny D, not to mention the niche organic labels. And each brand offered juices with various configurations of pulp, vitamins, and concentrate. The sheer plenitude <laughs> induced a kind of paralysis. Overwhelmed by the choices on offer, I simply could not make one. I left the store without any orange juice. In the name of God, he left with not one orange juice, Alice. Just couldn't do it. Can you imagine? Couldn't do it. Too many choices. He froze in the orange juice. Uh, (gasps) (laughs) Sir, are you all right? Sir, are you all right? Is anybody a doctor? He's frozen. According to the American Time Use Survey, and everybody involved, all stakeholders involved in the American Time Use Survey is an a-hole. An average grocery trip takes more than 40 minutes. That may not sound like much, but the task can feel overwhelming and time-consuming in the midst of a busy day, especially because every trip consists of a plethora of decisions. 40 minutes is good, I feel like. I would, um, my editors, when I worked at the Herald 10 years ago... Had I written gone this far already, they would be, I would be in several pieces in the trunk of the car and they would be buying lime and uh, getting shovels and burying me somewhere in the woods. Mm -hmm. 
through this lens, what seems like a modern benefit, 100 different kinds of ice cream, every imaginable chip flavor, hot dog buns sliced on the side or the top, can become a bit of a burden. A burden. Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah, talk to the people in the bread lines. The people grab, eating their cats in Venezuela. Grab the third guy from the right in Uganda and ask him if the OJ uh, section Having of, too many types of orange juice yes, would be burdensome to him. Pour most of them out. In fact, the basic re- task of feeding ourselves is replete with micro decisions. At a study at Cornell University found that the average American consumer makes about 227 choices regarding food every day. Too many. Is this guy trying to get us <laughs> nuked from every other country <laughs> on the earth? Related to when, where, what, and how much to eat as well as with whom to eat. This dude has multiple kids. Right. Any chance the kids wear masks in the yard? Making those selections in the face of a superabundance can have a negative effect. Barry Schwartz, the psychologist and author of The Paradox of Choice, connects consumer paralysis, like my petrified state in the orange juice aisle. That's a, We call that something else. We call that being an absolute bonafide pussy. <laughs> to an increase in dissatisfaction. Even when you manage to make a choice, you can find yourself wondering whether you made the right one. Sure, that Chobani strawberry yogurt was pretty good, but if, what if you'd gotten, gotten Oikos instead? Or Fage, Faggy, whatever it's called. Or the Yoplait. I don't know. It's got an F A G E. What rule mm-hmm. do I am supposed to go by with that? It could see, it seems no, it seems what we really could use at the grocery store is not more choice, but less. That's the point, obviously, where I would have said, okay, you're you going to need to what? find a copy paper box and put your things in it. And I need your key fob. And you can't come near this building anymore. There's plenty There's of... a Starbucks with a tarp for a sign down the street that you might want to get a job at where you're going to fit right in with those people. But this is the thing, right, is that <clears throat> and this seems to be something and this isn't just like anecdotal to me or this Atlantic article or anything else. This is actually it shows up in data. Liberals are less happy than conservatives mm-hmm. and they suffer from more mental disorders like orange juice aisle paralysis and things like that like they can't handle life something has happened to them there was a big stat that was going around um from jonathan hates Substack, and uh and, and he was citing a pew poll from 2020 so that's from three years ago so that's pre-covid which we already know made the liberals psychotic but from 2020 um asking the question has a doctor or healthcare provider told you you have a mental health condition 56% of liberal women, 18 to 29, responded that they were diagnosed with a mental health condition. Wow. More than half. More than half. And um, more than 30% of the men as well, 18 to 29, liberal men, said that they were diagnosed with a mental health condition. That was under 20 for conservative and moderate men. And... um Around 20, it looks like, for conservative women and between 20 and 30 for moderate women. But 18 to 29. So imagine, like, the mental disorders of being a liberal. And it has real effects. And it has a real impact on our healthcare system because all their mental health diseases turn into real problems that they need to go to doctors to have them fix for them. Right? So they're also, interestingly was a big piece, a new big study about um, long COVID, Mm -hmm. which 
Like many illnesses that are tough to diagnose, like chronic fatigue syndrome and some of these others, seems to affect like 80% women. Right. Also. Um, and Slate did a big thing. There was a big study about long COVID that found that it is highly, highly associated with also having depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And the authors of the study wrote that they didn't want people to interpret that to mean that long COVID wasn't real. Ooh. And Slate wrote a big piece about But of course, that's exactly what it means. It means that it's a psychosomatic thing for people who are crazy to start with. Uh-oh. Um, but so Slate wrote this big piece about it. Is long COVID linked to mental illness? The research is preliminary. The topic is charged, but the question has a real basis. Um, you know, and then they use the example of like how stress can make heart disease worse, right? Of course. So like, and if you're getting bad sleep, then you might have like worse symptoms of a bunch of diseases or diseases might last longer for you. It suppresses your immune system. So maybe like people who are depressed are more liable to have long COVID or whatever. Um, but this whole article is about that there's no conclusive proof that stress or mental illness can contribute to long COVID. But several studies have found associations between post-COVID symptoms and mental illnesses like depression. None of this research proves that mental illness causes long COVID. It might not play any role at all. But experts see the connection as a promising path toward understanding and treating the condition. As long as the idea that mental illness is somehow less real than physical illness persists, however, investigating the link remains a risky proposition for the researchers who might expose themselves to online criticism and patients who could see the studies weaponized against them. <laughs> Being real or not is a false dichotomy, says Tracy Vannersdahl, associated professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Johns Whoa. Hopkins, and it doesn't do our patients any good. There's a great deal of work to be done before scientists can know for sure whether mental illness contributes to long COVID. I don't have to do any more work. You can <laughs> give me the grant money because I can tell you that mental illness contributes a lot to having long COVID. Even if scientists do eventually discover that diseases like anxiety or depression can cause or exacerbate long COVID, it won't imply one has to be mentally ill to develop the disease. Uh, da, da, da. They have differences in their immune systems. Physical and psychological causes aren't meant mutually exclusive, etc. Your mind has a powerful effect on your body. This is all a way of saying that they need more money for like the soft medicine, mm -hmm. like the therapy and the psychiatrists and all that stuff to treat the very dangerous problem of long COVID and not a way of saying that they're going to do anything useful or helpful with any of that money. I see. Well, it, you know? but let me ask you something. Yeah. Women are emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. And women get uh, um, postpartum depression, right? Is it pardon or pardon? Pardon? Yeah. Right? So women go a little nuts sometimes, right? Well, postpartum depression is literally caused by hormones. Is it? Yeah. Oh, but maybe there's a link. To what? There's a link to long COVID. Here's okay. the it's causing it. Mostly long COVID is just like fibromyalgia and a bunch of these things. Well, I like know it. I have a friend who has long who has long COVID or she thinks she does anyway. And she's not a wuss, but she did have postpartum depression. Hmm. There you go. Can I finish my guy? Yeah. The grocery store? It seems what we really could use at the grocery store is not more choices, but less. In other words, 
I can't handle this challenge of mm-hmm. full bountiful grocery stores. I'm not up for this challenge. <laughs> I can't handle not freedom to choose, but freedom from choice. You know what? Just go to the gas station convenience This guy store. has postpartum depression, too. <laughs> I treasure a shopping experience that doesn't demand that I make a complex decision at every step. In some areas of my life, like picking out clothing, a brand is important to me. I know which label of jeans fits me best, but I really don't care about the brand of granola I buy. My groceries don't need to be the absolute best on the market. I just don't want them to be the worst. A solid B-plus is good enough for me. Um. Anyway, it ends... Let me just go get to the end paragraph. Still, the SOS is good at what it does, providing limited mid-tier quality food options and maybe chipping away at my hundreds of daily decisions. I'll gladly take that trade-off for the time it saves me, as well as the mental space it clears. Now on my afternoon errand runs, I can head to my local SOS, get uh, some store-brand orange juice, and bask in the freedom of not having to make any choice at all. Man. See? Reminds me of Capitalism the old war correspondence even provided... on the uh, beaches of Guadalcanal. This guy is a Capitalism hole. even provided this guy a choice to go to a store where there are fewer choices for him. That's a choice, though. That's the more choices. Finding different sources is another choice. Yeah, but he did that, and then that saved him from the other choices. So capitalism even gave him that choice. Imagine the miracle. The miracle that is the invisible hand. But, hey, I have a question here. It okay. starts off, Adam... Fleming Perry, okay. Petty, Adam Fleming, Fleming Petty, says, On a recent afternoon, while running errands before I had to pick up my kids from school, I froze in the orange juice aisle. And then he mentions the 86 things of orange juice and the sheer plenitude induced a sight, kind of paralysis. Mm-hmm. Is he supposed to be picking up the kids? <laughs> Can't what do they it. do? Well, he's, well, he's frozen in the grocery yeah, he's store. He's paralyzed in the <laughs> OJ section again. <laughs> Mr. Petty, please, uh, sir, it's 4.30. It's like when we had a greyhound and, like, if something spooked her the wrong way, if her foot slipped on the slippery oh, floor yeah. or something, she would, like, freeze up and couldn't, like, go and backwards, shake. forward, yeah. shake. Like it's That's a different... Like that, frozen. But that's not, like... that's Even that is more respectable than this guy. Like, greyhounds know that they're easily shattered, so they're very afraid of stuff. This guy is already shattered, really. Uh, all right, we should head, before the chat chat, we should just go through a couple of cuts here. This is Biden, who's, um, who's... Whose mind is gone? He's had a salty day. We know now that he uses a CPAP because he's got the strap marks, which I also get. It and, is funny to me, knowing that you use a CPAP, watching the conservative outlets be like, White House admits Biden has serious health condition. <laughs> yeah, I don't give him any crap for using CPAP. I, I don't think it's great that in the middle of the day he was using one. You could see the strap because they it, said it was the morning. I thought. Well, I think he's. Yeah, I, I assume the guy's taking naps anyway. I mean, it, it's it's fine. I have no problem with him wearing the CPAP. I'm in the Brotherhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like German Shepherds too. There's two things. President Biden, how involved, Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese? Shake down text message. Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No, I wasn't. Were you? No. So he barked at him there with the no, but you know that's how Biden is. That's what he. That's how he mm-hmm. does that. Um, and actually, I don't even know if there's any. Uh, oh, here we go. It's hard to tell, but he's, he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's... That's Biden saying Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. 
Had a tough time. Um, is it worth playing the other one? Uh, that was like the only big one. The I other thing know. is that the IRS can, uh, the New York Times confirms the IRS whistleblower claim about Hunter Biden probe. In other words, this guy Weiss, who's the guy who could charge Hunter Biden, was told no by essentially somebody in the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. New York Times has confirmed that he was told no, he couldn't. Or at least that he was saying that he was told that he right. couldn't. Oh, Garland said he, that he could. So one of the two is lying. And I assume it's Merrick Garland who is lying. It's wonderfully interesting, and I hope they get to the bottom of it and the heads roll. That'd be great. What do you got here, Albie? That is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, a great hot sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. Which I just ha so happen to have here. Let's see if there's uh, been uh, misconduct again. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dr. Cheswick that was singing the song. And By the way, so. this is Replica Shattuck. Replica Shattuck says, wrote, wrote Replica Shattuck in the, in the field. Mm -hmm. And Mom? in parentheses, always labeled. Mom, can you print the falsies from Linky Yeah, as soon as I'm done here. We're almost done. Maybe I can even do it from here. I'll try. Cheswick that was singing the song. And the last part was... Tom cannot grow a beard, proper beard on his face. Yes. And then he should have ended it. And Tim from Canton should put a shopping cart back in its place. Yeah. Because there's no excuse for not bringing back a shopping he cart. He doesn't do that. He's a, not never. He's a cart scofflaw. He's a he's a sharp. There are people like I. As long as he does it wearing real man shoes, I have less of a problem with it. I have done it for vindictive sake generally. Uh, I, I, gen I I use a shopping cart maybe twice a year. I'm against it. I would rather, like yesterday, I carried three of the heaviest bags I've ever carried in my life. But I, I'm trying. Hang on. Let me know when you're back with us. I'm here. Okay. But you're not printing stuff for people? No. Nope. Hello. This hey. is Uncle Winky. Whoa. I have a rant, and I'm not happy about it. And if you would agree with the me... We will agree. If you go buy a nipper of your favorite alcoholic beverage, mm -hmm. you will pay a five cent syntax, which you do not get back. And they put that syntax there to clean up the, the bottles on the sides of the roads. Mm -hmm. And they are all still there. Yeah. It's just yep. another money grab. And it's something to rant about because Connecticut will not stop digging into your wallet. No kidding, man. I certainly see that. Yeah, they're trying True. to do it in time. I can't do it right now. I'll try in a minute once we're done. We're almost done. Oh, look. It's not working for me right now. Oh, this is interesting. This is from, this one, next one is Tim from Merrimack. Oh. What was that? Oh, a plate? Yeah. Tim from Merrimack. Okay, look, we'll be right there in two minutes. Hi. Oh, wow. Tim from Ken. <laughs> uh... The whole blowing the shofar thing from my message yesterday was based on, uh, as my entire message was, actual things that That's Alice true. F. I Buckley said during the broadcast. Oh, I know. I, I know. I, I didn't not know that, did I? I think so. No, I know you were. I know that, that you were doing that. It was brilliant, Tim. Uh, the blowing of the shofar, which I used to oh, mean... Oh, that's the big horn uh, thing. To, uh, double entendre, when we're talking about oh, more okay. of was okay. is like a Jewish horn, yes, yeah. and it it gets blown sometimes. 
<laughs> but Alice is the one who brought it up. I had nothing to do with it. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Hey. Charlie from Ipswich. Hi, Charlie. Uh, I just want to kind of touch base with the fact that uh, plumbers are still looked down upon really? for some strange reason. Well, oh, hold on. It's not because they're not making money. It's because, you know, to to crawl under my sink for uh, a half an hour costs 300 bucks. That's my experience. Anyway, it's not because I, I believe me, I look up upon them. I, uh, you know, I hire some people from tech schools, young kids, I get them on a co-op program and a lot of them want to go to college afterwards, which aggravates me to the point of if you don't, if you're not going to go to college or if you are going to go to college, I should say, why are you going to a tech school? You're taking that spot away from someone like me who was not going to go to college, went to a tech school, took a trade, and became something, uh, which I would have never done without the tech school. Right. So um, I, I don't know what it is, but there's still that, you know, oh, I can't pay you this much. You make more than me, to which I usually tell them that, like, you know, it, it's not too bad, the plumbing trade. I mean, the recession's coming. I can't eat buffalo every day now. I'm going to have to go to a prime rib roast. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You've got to roll with it. Uh-huh. Well, that is interesting. I, I hadn't heard that trend. I, I don't know. I don't hang enough out with enough young people anymore to know, like, what are the social mores of Well, when they came, when uh, Minuteman Tech came to our schools to, like, advertise to people, to they did, like, a big presentation to come to Minuteman Tech for stuff. Mm-hmm. They said that, like... And they fudged it a little because they said a two or a four year college, but they had some stuff that was like 90 whatever percent of our students go on to a two or four year college, hmm, which does seem like a total waste. Like, why bother going? To- Although they had like a very robust like robotics yeah, program yeah. and stuff. So those people probably would go on to a college. But uh, yeah, like if you're going for a trade, why would you I don't know. do a college? Like well, you can make they- money right now. Well, but well, how about this? How about. You have a, a backup in case the economy goes Yeah, south. that's true, I suppose. Hello, Burn Barrel. This is Fritzy Elgato. Oh, wow. Hi. Um, it's 7.28 on a Wednesday. I hear no Burn Barrel. I'm wondering where you guys have went. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are going to be on tonight. I don't know if he's Dutch, German, Jewish, or some kind of Asian. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, mm. but... Uh, but Fritzy Elgato. Oh, he's Spanish. Spanish. My goodness. Duh. Um, yeah, Fritzy. Yeah, we had a late start today. Alice was all out today, and I was mowing the lawn. You know, half hour before the show started. It was it was a crazy day today. I heard nothing, so I just wondering what is happening. Goodbye. Thanks, Fritzy. It's nice of yeah. you to to ask. This is grammatical jerk from Merrimack. So this could either be Steve from Merrimack or Tim in Canton. Mm-hmm. We can't be. Could sure. be anybody. Usually the pause means Steve. Steve usually gives a little bit of Hi, buffer. Time. Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. <laughs> I really do have to call BS on something from yesterday with okay. the participants in the online chat. There is no such thing as trespassing someone off a piece of property. Correct, Steve. Trespassing is the act of 
illegally entering a piece, mm-hmm. piece of property Maybe or you know, illegally trespassing verb. upon someone's celebration <laughs> and you're not invited, whatever. In a police blotter or police report, have you ever read in your life, you know, the perpetrator trespassed on the property and uh, the local <laughs> constabulary responded by trespassing him back off the property? <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. To quote Al Michaels, it's a totally farcical call. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, Steve. The police would say, I removed the person from the premises. Right. I mean, come on. I was with you and Thank Alice you. and the, her group. So my understanding of what people are saying that it means is that, like, you're not trespassing until you've been told not to be there. Right? So, like, I can go on your yard and go knock on your door. I'm not trespassing unless there's like a no trespassing sign or unless I've been told not to be there. Right? Like you're not trespassing at the church just by showing it's up at so, the church. You know what? No. But you're, no. And you know why else? Another why? reason why you people should stop bending over backwards with this BS. Okay. Because that reporter was a moron. Okay. He doesn't know this highfalutin, you know, English, the, the true origin meaning of trespass. He doesn't I'm know that. I'm going to Google it. And, and, he, and if he did know it, they would have told him, the editor would have said, yeah, we saw what you uh, were what using as a script. Nobody knows what trespassing off of the property means. Don't use that one. It does not exist. So I'm about to hit the closing music unless you'd like me to, uh, unless you'd like to duck, duck, go that. I'm duck, duck, going it. I don't really... You, nothing's coming. I'm not in. That's correct. Finding it. That's correct. No. You and your ilk are absolute and total liars. Correct. Uh, thank you once again, everybody, for all your wonderful comments in the chat on the chat chat phone line. Um, you can, of course, find that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. And by the way, don't be afraid to opine on my thick and full. Yes, beard n- advice, much needed. Yes, thank you very much. I was looking at the picture of George Clooney. With a beard. Mm-hmm. And it looked just like you? Just like me. <laughs> um, so you can leave those messages there at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Another thing I need to know, and uh, if you guys, any of you have beards, this constantly hurts. This constantly feels like tiny undersized pygmy like... bees are stinging me. Constantly. <laughs> Maybe you need like a beard oil or something. How creepy. (laughs) 50-year-old fat guy applying his beard oil before taking his third walk through the town of the day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you can find at burnbarrelblogger.com all the places to listen or patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.